Welcome to the Blessers of Israel podcast. I'm Rich Jones, the uh, uh, founder of Blessers of Israel, and I'm just pleased that we have with us today uh, Matthew Casey Langston, who is one of our board members on Blessers of Israel, and and really, in many ways, with a personal connection. You know, we've all been, of course, um, following closely the news uh, since October 7th, but on that day, October 7th, I mean, the stories of what happened, the tragedies that happened that day are still coming out. And and it's just, I mean, the grief is deep. And I know that you have personal connections. And I would love to hear, I think our listeners would love to hear, you know, a personal connection. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about, you know, what your family has experienced and what your thoughts are about the suffering that's been going on. Thank you, Pastor Rich. Yeah, so my wife and I have family in the land, and uh, of course, we love Israel, visited many years ago, pray for it all the time, right. uh, very close to our family in the land, and one never thinks that, uh, I mean, we've seen so many uh, close calls or scares over the years. Is Hezbollah going to do this? Is Hamas going to do that? And you can become kind of uh, insulated to those, I guess. And then we received some uh, some messages, sort of a, a, a telegram message one night saying, hey, something funny is, is going on. This was the Friday night, which is Saturday morning in Israel, so they, very early. So Friday night, they sensed that something was wrong? They did, yeah. So, so it was Friday night here. Uh, I'm in East yeah. Coast time. Oh, I and, see. Uh, and so sat, this is very, very early Saturday morning, crack of dawn. They could tell something wasn't right. We heard something mm-hmm. funny. Can you guys just be praying? Yeah, absolutely. We'll pray. Of course, you pray about it and figure it's probably like, you know, the other mm-hmm. 10, mm-hmm. 20, 50 uh, things we've seen over the years. And uh, uh, tragically, horribly, no. And then you get the messages, you know, an hour or two hours later, yeah. things are, are really bad. Uh, shooting that they heard on their street, shooting uh, in the what sound like in the house next door. Uh, horrific things mm. and they went to their safe room and what we as Americans mm. don't really understand about a safe room because thank God we don't need one <laughs> right, is right. that those safe rooms are not designed to keep terrorists out uh, they do not lock most of them don't even lock mm. from the outside because if someone if a neighbor's running down the street and a missile's right. coming they need to dive into the nearest safe room and you're all safe together um, so they they don't lock and they were the safe in there. rooms are really the the safe rooms are for Really, the bombs. Exactly. The yeah. Yes. Not designed with terrorism in mind at all. And so uh, they were there trying to secure the room the best they could. They have uh, two of, of their young people. So my nephew and niece are in active uh, duty with mm. the IDF now. And then my oldest nephew uh, finished his service a couple of years ago in the IDF. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a paratrooper. He's very experienced. And he sensed in talking with his buddies, he picked up the vibe up in Jerusalem that something was really wrong. This is down in Sterot, which is mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. everyone's everyone knows where that is now. Uh, yeah. And so he sensed something was amiss. He and his buddy drove down as close as they could. They knew the land very well because of their IDF service, especially seeing it from the sky as paratroopers. Mm-hmm. And they essentially he he saved their lives uh i say he really? saved their lives because he he did essentially a covert operation uh mm-hmm. crawling across fields etc to get to their home 
got them and said, it's time to go right now. They all piled in a small SUV, people piled on top of each other. Sure. He drove them out. Had he driven a main road, they would have been likely slaughtered, at least shot at, as the many mm -hmm. other vehicles we've seen. Uh, he drove them across farmland, across fields. Uh, he, he used it as an off-road vehicle. And uh, the car mm -hmm. was worse for the wear, but he got sure. them uh, to safety. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, based on the reports from their neighbors and, and the pictures of their neighbors, because many of their neighbors are, are dead. Uh, they saw the images of bodies piled and people they recognized in those photos. Mm. Had they tried to leave sooner, it would have been very dangerous or deadly. The terrorists had moved streets to go uh, pillage on the next street over. That's when their son showed up and said, we need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Had they tried to leave later, it probably would have been dangerous or really deadly as well so the lord opened a window just that time frame to get them out of there and and get them to safety mm. and they personally know then those they they know those that have been killed how about hostage Many. hostages uh so for for hostages um it, to my knowledge they are not close to any of the hostages personally, okay. Uh, okay. but more just uh, neighbors, you know, friends from school, mm -hmm. uh, people you knew, the, the person that taught that class at school. There they are. Yeah. They're, they're dead. They're, they're starting off their day. I mean, imagine you wake up early Saturday, you're enjoying your cup of coffee and a, a roll or what have you. They're just minding your own business. And suddenly it's, it's, um, it's not war. War is when two armies go to battle. Right. That's war. Right. Mm -hmm. This is pure terrorism nothing nothing more yeah and the the suffering goes on you know you think about losing a loved one that is a break of the heart of the deepest but to have a hostage taken um unimaginable i mean the suffering goes on and on and on and of course now with israel and hamas directly uh in battle really mm -hmm. engaging in in uh in combat, uh, the concern for the hostages, of course, is very, very high. Yeah. And so, you know, there's just tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy. And then, of course, there is uh, suffering in Gaza as there are innocents that are suffering as well. And so it, the tragedy of, of all of this is, is really uh, attributable to Hamas's distorted view of, of, of Israel yeah. And 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 has been this way for some time. You know, uh, you think about the the uh, uh, Palestinian uh, protests that have been uh, or supporting uh, uh, Hamas and Palestine protests all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, they're protesting, of course, the the uh, not only what is now happening, but, you know, that their their complaint is that Hamas has been mistreated for you know, what now, almost 20 years. And, um, you know, ever since they took over Gaza. But in reality, what is Israel supposed to do? Yeah. See, this, this is really the question. What is, is Hamas does not want a two-state solution. Mm -hmm. Hamas wants Very a one-state solution, exactly. and that's with Israel being destroyed. Exactly. So that, that's the question. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we see all the suffering. We see the loss of life in Gaza. It is tragic. It mm-hmm. is absolutely tragic. I don't think yeah. we want to minimize that in any way, shape, or form. To be sure. It, it, it's tragic. But mm-hmm. that's the question. What mm-hmm. is Israel supposed to yes. do? And if someone really loves the Arabs in, in Gaza, if you really love them and you really want what's best for them, you have to understand as long as Hamas is in charge, they will not know anything but poverty, anything but mistreatment, anything right. but being taken advantage of. The absolute best thing for the Arabs, I pray for them. I want the mm-hmm. best for them. The best thing for them is to not have terrorists uh, using them, taking advantage of them, exploiting them. It is mm-hmm. documented fact. You know, They talk about this open air prison of Gaza. Well, who made it that? I mean, it is right. documented fact that tens of millions of dollars flow into Gaza each month from Qatar, from Iran, mm-hmm. probably from other sources in the mm-hmm. Muslim world as well. So much money, literally billions has flowed in. Where has that money gone? Well, if you look at it, your your mm-hmm. top three men of Hamas, the top three commanders, they live in Qatar, they live in posh in in, uh, accommodations, the lap of luxury, they are each worth, according to reports of different news agencies, their estimated worth is over three billion each, three billion with a B. Mm -hmm. That's where this money is going. The the Gazans, they are being taken advantage of absolutely. But removing that cancer of Hamas is the best thing for them. And that's what Israel's trying to do right now. And as Christians, even as sane people, even if you're not a Christian, You've got to support that. Absolutely. But of course, then uh, Hamas is reigning with an iron fist, right? Those in in, in Gaza who would like very much to throw off the the Hamas governance, so-called, cannot do it, right? If if Israel does not do it, it cannot be done. And Mm so really for the, the benefit of those who are victims, Hamas must be destroyed. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking, imagine, because again, all of these that are, are supporting um, the Palestinian cause, really accusing Israel of, of being, um, I guess, uh, what's the word for it? Not abusive, but uh, you know, putting them all in this prison mm-hmm. unnecessarily, uh, right? The, the the question really is, is what is Israel supposed to do? But imagine, what if, let, let's imagine that Hamas is not there. Right? Let's imagine that you have a, a, a reasonable governing, uh, governing body over uh, Gaza, who, who then says, Let, let's recognize Israel's right to exist, and mm-hmm. let's 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 develop this land and, and and make prosperity, and then they they give signs of peace, signs of you know let's let's collaborate, let's work together. Uh, this would be such a completely different story. True, right? So that's the tragedy. Absolutely, and and as many have said, and it's one hundred percent true, if the if the uh, Muslim extremists, if the terrorists, your Hamas and your Hezbollah. If they laid down their weapons tomorrow, there would be peace. If right. Israel laid down their weapons tomorrow, there would be annihilation. 
they would be finished off. And that is a great point. They have no choice but to defend themselves. Right. So I, I, I know that we as believers want to keep praying. And so, like, how would you say that Christians ought to pray now? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many ways. Certainly, we can pray for protection, protection of everyone involved. Uh, there are already stories from the front line, from soldiers coming out, Israeli soldiers, that are sharing stories about seeing the hand of God protect them. And uh, we need to pray for their protection. Pray for those in mm -hmm. Gaza who are not terrorists, obviously. Right, Pray for right. their protection. Uh, no follower of Jesus. You know, and it's sad. So often we see in the church today, uh, you see streams of historical doctrine, traditions of doctrine that value one camp to the exception of the others. We right. all know that's not the heart of Jesus. That is 0% the heart of that's Jesus. Right. Who is right. Jesus for? Jesus is for the whole world. It's not his will that any should perish. We need right. to pray for the protection of the soldiers, both in the South and the North. The mm -hmm. North is heating up a lot. We're, we're yeah. gonna see more of that in, in the coming days, sadly. Pray for God's protection on them, but also pray for those in, in Gaza who are in harm's way and don't want to be there. Some of them would like to leave Northern Gaza Strip and Hamas has not been letting them. So mm -hmm. we can pray mm -hmm. for protection, pray for a minimal loss of life. And, uh, and also, here's one thing I pray. I pray for the Arab Christians in Gaza, yes. in yes. West Bank. I pray for them yes. to get a revelation of God's heart for their cousins, if we think of Isaac and Ishmael, <laughs> for mm -hmm. them to have God's heart for Israel and to recognize uh, God has given that land to Abraham and Isaac and mm -hmm. Jacob and his descendants mm -hmm. forever. Over and over in scripture, he did. And if they're Bible believing, then they can't allow for any bitter root. Of course, none of us can allow for a bitter root toward That's any right. people group because <clears throat> bitterness will spring up and defile many. Well, let's pray for that, that uh, enmity to be removed, for them to yes. have a heart of God's love and a prayer for their Jewish brothers. Amen. Well, I want to wrap this up, and I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you, um, Matthew, Casey, and Langston for joining us. Really glad you're on the board of Blessers of Israel with us. And uh, so let me just wrap up and say thank you to everyone watching. Of course, if you want to receive the latest news concerning uh, Israel with biblical commentary, please go to our website, which is blessors, within o, blessors org. Of course, you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Getter, and uh, it would be really wonderful if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Rumble Channels, we're all over. We appreciate your prayers. Of course, we appreciate your ongoing financial support as we're building this ministry. Thank you again for watching. Remember, those who bless Israel will be blessed. Shalom, shalom.